Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Yisro, Tavshin Pei Beis, as we have Maimed Harsinai, this week's Parsha, and next week's Parsha is also uh, Maimed Harsinai. So let us get into the uh, discussions of these uh, great Parshios, as we know. C.S. Mitzrayim, Kriyas Yamsuf, Maimed Harsinai, we start off with the beginning. First Pasuk, first Rashi, as we often like to do. So Vayishma Yisro Choen Midyon, Chosei Moshe. Yisro heard everything that happened. What did he hear? That's a big discussion. The Gemara in Zvachim has three possibilities. Uh, Rashi quotes two possibilities. But we have the name Yisro. So Rashi here notes, Sheva Shemos Nikru'ulo. Yisro had seven names. Reuel, Yeser, Yisro. Seven is always uh, one of those, those numbers that always come up. Moshe had... Seven, always, many times it's seven. Does so happen to be seven names? One of those unique numbers in, in Yadus. So Reuel, Yeser, Yisra, Chovav, Chever, Keni, Putiel. That's the Mechilta. And then Rashi starts quoting the reason for some of these names. Yeser, Al-Shem, She-Yiter, Parsha, Zachas, Torah. Yeter, because there was a Parsha added on in the Torah because of Yisro. Yeter, Miutar. Which Parsha? Ve'atatechazet. Right, when he gives advice to Moshe Rabbeinu. We've discussed that in the past, why Rashi starts with the extra parshas, Vatatechse, Yisro started speaking for Pesukim earlier. Vatatechse is the middle of his, of his words. So we've noted the amazing thought in the past that the goddess of Yisro wasn't that he saw what was wrong, but that he could say how to fix it. That's why Rashi goes Vatatechse. Chovav shechibi Yisro, Reuel v'chulu. And he continues. Says the... Yam Simcha, here, Rafrid. Um, says the why do we, what is the importance of knowing this? What if you know that Yisra has so many names? Besides just knowing that if the name comes up in the Torah, we have to know who it is. That's true. But is there any other message, uh, Lamaisa, for us to learn from the fact that Yisra had so many names? The Pshat is, okay, to know. To know if these names come up in different places in the Torah or in Tanakh, Right, where Yisro's descendants also come up, so you should know who it is. But then he says, maybe there are two other ideas. Two other ideas, what the message is from all of Yisro's names. He goes to Ksav Sofer from the beginning of Vayikra. Moshe Rabbeinu had ten names. Ten names. V'yamar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, M'kulon aneni kare l'cha rak b'shem shenitna l'cha basparo. But I'm going to call you only... Moshe, the name that Bas Paro gave you, Shenemar Vayikra Hashem El Moshe. That's why this is at the, the Medrash at the beginning of Vayikra. So I'm going to call you that name, Moshe. And we discussed in the past, not for now, uh, the significance of Min Hamayim Mishisihu. Right? Why dafka that? V'yayin Shem B'Ksav Sofer, Shemidvar Shashem Moshe, Merames Al Anava. The name Moshe is Merames and hints to humility. Maybe pulled from the water, he's not in his own control. And that's and that was what was most chashiv to Hashem, and that's why Hashem called him that. He called him the name that that captured the essence of who Moshe was in Hashem's eyes. Meaning, there's always out of all the names, there's always the name. Moshe was the name. Visa bin Adarim, and the Gemara in Adarim says. That's one of the ingredients of a great leader. Hashem is only on someone who is wise, strong, rich, and, and humble. 
And again, the Gemara and the Mepharshim discuss why rich, why what, why uh, strong. So it might be the Pirki Avos type of Chacham and Gibar. Father and son, that both say, what do you need Chacham, Gibar, and Asher for? And they said, again, this is all part of the Moshe aspect. In order to be Zochet to the Shechina, really it's Anava, that's the key. And Moshe Rabbeinu had more Shechina rest with him than anyone else. But really there are two, there are two aspects how we can look at humility. If somebody doesn't have any talent and isn't a great person, so to speak, so, of course he's going to be humble. What's he going to gloat about? The godlessness, if somebody has amazing qualities and he still does not hold himself over anyone else, that's, that's humility. Again, everybody has some qualities. But that's what he says, Bez. Adam, who anav. So you have to read all the mitos together. Hashem is Masha Shechina on, Chacham Gadol Ashir Anav. Meaning, even though he has Chacham Gadol Gibor and Ashir, he still called himself to be an Anav. That's the Chassam Sofer, that's the Chassam Sofer. But that's the, that's why Moshe was called Moshe, because Moshe was the name out of all of them that he identified with. Again, there's other beautiful names, Tovia, Tovia, Yukutiel, but this is the message of Moshe. And he quotes also the, the in Mesech Shabbos that one has to be a Balkoma, but again, it's only with another two. The Yossi Shaper, line 10, in the second column, So if Moshe had a Iker name, and that's what Hashem called him, Yisro also had an Iker name, and that's Yisro. Because that's what he's called in the main contexts of where we learn about him. Yisro. And what's Yisro? Rashi tells us. Yisro, right? When he converted, his name was Yeser, so he got an extra vav. That was the Hosafa. He added on, he added on to his life to become Jewish, so we added on to his name. That was Yisro's essence. His whole essence was about becoming Jewish. That's what he identified with, and he was proud of. The fact that we know so many names, but we know which is the Iker name. The Nikra B'Shem Zem Yishum Shen Izgayer. The Zehaya HaIker Simcha Sachayim Shloshen Izgayer V'Nasi Yehudi. That he became Jewish. That was his Iker Simcha. And that's why we're told all of his names. Just like all of Moshe's names, but Moshe was the key. All of Yisro's names, but Yisro was the key because we learn all about Yisro. Just uh, parenthetically, remember, I think the in the Tzavaziras, in the Tzavaziras, um, um, the uh, the author discusses right the, that the right who lived in the uh, in the Shoah. So he discusses there that he's talking to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Right, this was his diary, um, and he asks like Rev, um, the uh, the Chovas Hatamidim, um, not the Chovas Hatamidim, the Tzavaziras, the uh, during World War Two. So he so he um, he writes there that Hakadosh Baruch Hu in Torah. I've done everything I can do in Torah. In mitzvot, I've done what I could do. In tefillah, I try to dive in as hard as I can. But there's one thing I wish I could do. I wish I could convert. But you know what? I can't. I was born Jewish. So I can't convert. What could I do? That's the Savaziris. Rav Asher Weiss adds on to that. He says the first time he read that, he started crying. 
because it was so personal and emotional. But um, the, it's the Eish Kodesh, the Piazesna, in his uh, in his in his um, diary. But then he says maybe there is an aspect that we could also convert. We can't do Mila and Tefillah, but we could do Kabbalah's Mitzvos. And every day of our life, we could have a new Kabbalah's Mitzvos and a new commitment to be closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We could be like Yisrael. Yisrael identified himself as a ger over and over again, that he, his essence was coming close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we could do that too. That's what, number one. Number two, number two is a connected point, but <coughs> a separate one. He has an Odi Shlomar. The Gemara says in Mesachas Rosh Hashanah, Amar B'Yitzchak, Dalad Dvar Makarim, Zardino Shal Adam, four things help rip up the decree. Tsa'aka, or Tsa'aka first, charity. Chinu Yashem, changing our name. Tsa'aka, davening. Shinu Maisa, changing our actions. Again, each one requires elaboration, but we'll just focus on Shinu Yashem, changing our name. So it doesn't mean that we literally change our name, right? We don't get a new name every Elul. But to look at ourselves as a different person. This is a uh, reflection of humility and lowering. Not the same person that I was. Maybe that's the message of Yisrael. Rashi says he had a lot of names. He had many names. Who gave him all those names? He gave himself those names. He kept trying to take upon himself another name. Chovav, Ruel, Yeser, Yisrael. Maybe that's the message. He's not who he was. He wanted to go up and up. And that's Nikar in his names. Chovav, Yeser, Vechulu. So Rashi quotes, that was a Yisrael. So again, Lamaisa doesn't mean that we're supposed to be changing our names all the time, but to look at ourselves as a new person. To look at ourselves. Because if we don't look at ourselves as a new person, it's very hard to change. There's a child that's in a certain school, and one morning he wants to wake up and start a new leaf, but the teachers all know him, and the principal knows him, and are they going to take him seriously? Okay, it'll take time. It'll take time. But if a child goes to a new school, very, very easy to take on a new personality because nobody knows him. So when we're new, we're taking on a new name, no, we could, we could be new. So we, we have to do that constantly, to try our best to do what we can. Okay, so we have a whole story here at the beginning of the parsha relating to Yisro, and Yisro's coming to B'nai Yisrael. Vayavu Yisro Chosein Moshe, Uvana Ishto, Yisro comes. A lot of details about the story. A lot of details. I'm Yisro. Here's your wife and kids. Moshe goes. bows down. gives him a kiss. Moshe tells him everything that happened. Yisro. the Medrash. Yisro was the first person to say Baruch Hashem. And now I know. They take Karbanos v'chulu, and then the whole story with the judges. This parsha, this parsha, Maimonar Sinai, Yisro takes up a lot of the parsha, all the way until Ravi. We're dealing with Yisro. Is there an underlying theme there? Ask Rav Nissen Alpert. Why is there such a richus here? Again, you want to know why there's a richus in Sefer Bracious? My Salva Simulabanim. Okay, every detail has something to do with what's going to be in the future. 
But as the Ramban says, but why? Why Yisro? Yisro is not an Av. What, what do we learn from so many details? Says Reb Nissan Alpert in source number two. Hatora ma'aricha b'sipur prati bias Yisro. Hoda soshaba kabbalah soide motion birchasov hakrovas karbanosov eitzasov his advice his karbanos his coming his going hakol nirsham v'nechkak lanetzach in this special parsha of Yisro and he even gets the name v'lo lachinam nikra Yisro sheyite parshachas v'tora. Get many answers given why this is. Nit Yisro gets the uh, the name of Maimon Arsini, the Parsha Maimon Arsini. I heard of one recently because we all became Gerim, Bishas Maimon Arsini, so to speak. We all converted, and Yisro was, you know, an early convert. There's other messages as well. <coughs> but says Limudin Nisan. No Tzertaino Yochal Piriya Vazarim B'dima Brina Yiksoru. B'nei Yisrael Hayu Avadim Leparo B'Mitzrayim. Of Dovodis Parech, we were subjugated. We worked terribly hard. Damam Shofech Kamayim, we were killed. Nobody took care of us. Nobody heard us. Or at that time. Hashem saved us. Hashem chose us. And what about all the other nations that didn't say a word? What about the silence of the other nations? We only have to look back 75 years to see the world being silent in the face of, of tragedy. What happened in Mitzrayim? What about all the other nations? They knew what was going on in Mitzrayim. Now one of the greatest leaders of Midian is coming to join us? What did Midian do when the Jews were in Mitzrayim? Did they open their mouth? Did they try to save us? So maybe we should act as, you know, we're in it alone. I'm Levadad Yishkon. We don't, we don't need your, your uh, friendship. The Torah doesn't say that. The Torah says if somebody deep down wants to become Jewish, we don't missionize. We don't go out and, and ask. But if somebody comes and they're, they're true, and we test them. And they go through all of that they have to do, the process. But Israel did not look at themselves as different and special. We're the only ones. You're only, only if you're born. Right? There are some nations, if you weren't born with blonde hair and blue eyes, you can't, can't be part of us. But the Jewish people don't have that. You want to be part of us? It's just commitment. You have to be committed to be in the Am Segula. Do we think that we're going to be an exclusive nation to leave the rest of the world? We look down on all the other nations? We do not. Judaism does not look down on any nation. We feel very um, fortunate to to be who we are. But it doesn't mean we're better. We're chosen. Is a coin better than a Yisrael? Not better. In the eyes of God, is a coin better than a Yisrael? He has more responsibility. Is a coin Godol a better Jew than a, than a, than a regular coin than a Yisrael? Moshe and Aaron. Moshe Rabbeinu was a Levi. 
He was a Yisrael. So are we reading? They had, they had different jobs. But just because somebody has a different job doesn't mean that they're in any way better or higher on the spirituality scale. Says the Limud Nisan, any person who wants to, we're open to. And Hashem commands us more than 30 times, the Gemara says above Messiah, to take care of Gerim, not to take advantage. Kili kala aretz, kala aretz, v'tebo kulo shalakash brach, everything belongs to Hashem. Kulam yisuri Hashem. Ubuturam skulo v'gai kadosh. Mutalav achova, we have a responsibility. Turning the page. L'karev es kolam avakesh das Hashem, to be makarev, to be machnes tem tachas kanfe yashchina. Ulakablo ba'avo b'yachva, to accept them with love. We're all under one God. So that's why we have this story. To show how we accepted Yisrael. To show how much covet we gave to Yisrael. Not only, what's always focused on is Yisrael. Yisrael came, he not only heard, but he got up and he came into the Midbar. And there's Gavos there for sure. But also how the, the, the attitude that we have to have. When it comes to Gerim. And maybe it's not for nothing that in this parsha, right, Yisrael brings Moshe's two sons. Why does it have to tell us here why Moshe's sons were named what they were named? Why is that part of the story? He brings the two sons. One is Gershom, Ki Amar Ger Hayisi Beres Nachria. What do we have to know that for now? Because that's part of the story. That's why this is all mentioned. It's all mentioned. Not Peshas Leidasam, but it's mentioned here. Moshe Hayager, B'nei Yisrael Hayugerim, Heim Yadu Ruach Hagerim, They knew, Valeim Mutal Achova L'Harech, Is Mesiris Nafsho Shalager, Yet to be Marech, The Mesiris Nefesh, Somebody who leaves and comes. Ukedai L'Aniach HaKol Otapelimo, Ache Yisakleim, B'yishtarish L'Yach HaGechem B'nei Yisrael, Make them feel, Make them feel at home. I had a Shiloh this week, I spoke to a big Rav, And just Derek Agav, he, he mentioned to me, And it was, this week he says so many times he finds situations where where gear are taken advantage of, where there was there was a gear in his in his shul that that is has difficulty getting set up. So he says you don't have to tell them the first couple of days. When it starts getting serious, you could mention. Typically he sees that he says just there, there there's the Torah says more than thirty times we have to do what we can to make sure they feel loved, they feel as part of the family, because once somebody is part of the family, they have to be made to be part of the family. And we should all do our best as a community and personally to be able to, to make sure that they are all uh, taken care of. Okay, so that's why this, this whole story is here, to show our um, acceptance of them. Let's talk about something famous. Usually it's talking about Shavuot's time, but Rev Schwab has it here. We, did, we had this in a shir um, last year in a different context. But it's the Rav Schwab on this week's parsha. The Pirkei Rebbe Eliezer tells us what happened the morning of Maimon Har Sinai. What happened the morning of Pirkei Rebbe Eliezer, quoted in source number four, Rebbe Chachinai Omer Hayom Kafol Kalayla. Right, Shavuos is in the it's in the summer, it's long nights. Long, I'm sorry, I'm saying short nights, meaning it's long days and be tired. V'yashnu b'la Yisrael at shtei shows b'yom shashenas atzeres ariva v'alayla kitzara. We overslept. The morning of Shavuos. And that's when there's a minig of staying up all night to be Mesakin. Moshe went out. And he awakened them from their sleep. Wake up. 
Hashem's there. Hashem's at, at, at Har Sinai. The Chas is there. Go, the Kala. I'm Yisrael. You gotta go. Mountain Luck, the Shitim Lazar Torah. And says Roshua, Atsuma. This is a huge wonder. We've been preparing for this moment for centuries, not just even days and months and years, for centuries. Right? This has been the moment that B'nai Am Yisrael was the Avos. Mitzrayim, and even though I look at it now, Moshe says, in three days you're getting the Torah. So for three days, separate, prepare, and they know tomorrow, they know they're going to get the Torah that, that day. And they overslept, and not just, they all overslept. But there was a, there was a blackout, and all the alarm clocks were, were off in time. How are we supposed to understand this? And there was excitement, and there was, how do you, Echi Tachin. Maybe they should be up all night. So there's obviously something deeper here. Many different ideas mentioned in various farm on Shavuos. We mentioned something last year about maybe sleep means something different. Sleep means not connected to Torah. Uh, but Rav Schwab has his own creative shot. Line 12. They thought that Maimon Arsina was going to be a form of prophecy, of Nevua. Hashem said they're going to see Hashem, whatever that means. They thought that it was going to be Nevua. They knew the Rambam and Hilchus Yisodiyat Torah. They knew that there's a difference between Nevuas Moshe Rabbeinu and Nevua of all other Nevi'im. And only Moshe Rabbeinu is awake when he has prophecy. All other Nevi'im are sleeping. So what did B'nai Yisrael do? They slept. And they slept because they thought that's how they're going to experience the Nevuah. They dafka stayed in their bed. They didn't oversleep. They didn't set the alarm that day because they said, Hashem's going to come to us. I can't wait. I want to, get a, I want to be in a great sleep. Because that's how prophecy happens. They went to sleep to get the Nevuah. And they, they imagined through eating and drinking and nice sleep, then I'll get to have, have a great dream. And they weren't totally off base. They weren't Moshe Rabbeinu. So the idea that they're going to be sleeping or in a trance was true. As the Pazik says at the end of Baloscha, all the Nevi'im, The problem was, this wasn't regular Nevuah. This wasn't Nevuah. This was Torah. Torah is a different experience. Right? There's Nevuas Moshe Rabbeinu and Torahs Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe as a Navi, yes, he's the only one that's awake. But Moshe as the No Saint HaTorah, that's a different experience. This is different. To get the Torah, you have to have clarity of, of, of thought. And a clear brain. This is about learning Torah. It's about getting Torah, committing to Torah. You can't be sleeping when that happens. 
The Kabbalah says, Aradifa minavua, minavias, chachamad of minavi, the Gemara says. The Gemara you owned him our glambishas, Kabbalah says, and they, they stood, they were awake. Vayamod am, yomashra madta lafreyashem lakecha, maimad har sinai. What is ma'amad? From the word omid, we were all standing there, we weren't sleeping. What do you mean? We weren't like Moshe Rabbeinu. The answer is because this is not Nevuas, Moshe. Moshe as a Navi is different than all other Nevi'im. But here, Moshe was giving us the Torah. He was the, the conduit. But that's a different experience. So there is a minute to stay up. Because staying up, we reflect the fact that we recognize that this is Torah. <laughs> and we stay up all night because we recognize the difference, the mistake that they made. Again, some point out... Not everybody has, you don't have to stay up. But some point out that you know, there's a little bit of, you stay up, but how much are we really learning the last two hours? What kind of conversation, um, you know, uh, focus can we have in the last two hours? So, so is it really worth it? Is it really uh, the law of diminishing returns? So some people say no, and they go to sleep at you know, one, two o'clock, and they wake up, that's fine, whatever one chooses. But there are many thousands of Jews that stay up, even though they're not learning their best at four o'clock in the morning. Because it's a, it's a demonstration. It's a demonstration, according to this thought, demonstration that we recognize the experience that Torah was. It's, they didn't sleep. Maimon Arsinai was not about an avua through sleeping. It was about being awake and accepting the Torah being awake. At this time, you know, at that moment, we not, might feel it, but just the act itself reflects that we recognize the, uh, the idea. Okay, a lot of other answers given to that question. But um, <coughs> we'll leave it and we'll continue. So we have the Aseris Adibros. Aseris Adibros, we have Nasa, next week's Nasa Venishma. We could spend so many days on this parsha, every Pasuk. So we have Anochi Hashem Elokecha, we have Maimon Arsinai, which the Minog and Chutz Laaretz is to lay the Aseris Adibros in what's called Tam Elyon. That's the generally accepted custom in Eretz Yisrael. Many have the custom to lay Tam Tachton, Yisro and Veschanon and Tam Elyon, the special shop only on Shavuos. Uh, but we know the Asar Sedibra. Okay. But as a lead into the Asar Sedibros, Hashem spoke all these words. But it's interesting that it says the name Elokim. Midas Adin. Says the Medrash, you have it in source number five in the Mishnah Sachir. Mishnah Sachir is Rev Tachtel, the author of the Imam Ben-Spechel, whose yard site was last Shabbos. Spech Shabbos was his yard site, so we'll learn some of his words in his Sefer on Chumash. The Medrash tells us, Hashem's Midos are not like a human. Melech Basar Vadam Eino Yacholios Osem Melchama Vuliosofer Malami Tinokos. A king, a human king, can't be a warrior and a teacher. Can't be a warrior and a teacher together. Right, a warrior and a teacher have different different trunot, uh, as we'll talk about soon. But Hashem can be hard and soft. Six weeks ago, Hashem ishmolchama, Hashem shemo, b'kocha ragayam. Matantara, what happens here? He's the teacher. He's the soft teacher that passes over the torch of Torah. Then nearly, Kavanah Samedrash says, the Mishnah Sacher, what's the Medrash bothered by? It's bothered by Elohim. Why is Elohim here, not Yudke Vavke? Hayakashle the Medrash. 
Maksiv kan elokim to moral din du gvura. Halo yadua. Isn't it known? Right? Our harsina nigla kezakin mali rachamim. Hashem is full of rachmanis on our Sinai. Vimkein Hashem, yurke bavke, habilil meimar. Right? So Ayn Rashi, right? He says that he thinks that's behind a little bit of the Rashi. Rashi says, Ein elokim eladayon. Vecheno elokim osakalel, betarguma, vechulu. So Rashi implicitly discusses it also. So he says that's the to- what the Torah is saying. The Torah wrote, Zalasaper chazdei amakom as Rav Kocho v'chelo. Sheyachol l'shanos atzmo, Hashem has all the midos, all the opposite midos. To be a warrior and a second grade teacher. A human being can't. There are certain, we, we all have certain character traits, as the Gemara says at the end of Shabbos. If you're born in this constellation, under that constellation. And we have, we have certain personality traits. Hashem doesn't have personality traits. Hashem has all the personality traits. If I'm a ragzon, if I'm somebody who has a short temper, I don't have a long temper. If I'm, a, if I'm a scared, I'm a coward. I can't be a warrior. could be everything. could be everything. That's the medrash. Right, a warrior. An officer in the army, it's be hard to be a second grade teacher. You need opposite trunots to do this. You gotta be strong. If you'll be too soft, you won't be a successful warrior. A warrior won't be good in the classroom. You gotta have patience for the kids and for the students. To encourage questions and be soft. So, right, those two things don't happen in human beings. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu has both. Top of the next column, Avob Hakadosh Baruch Hu Shehu Kel Yasgiv BeKocho. Right. We have to try. Well, let's just finish the thought and then we'll, mess, we'll gain the message. That's the message of the Medrash. Melech Basar Vadam can't be both. could be two opposites. That's Vayedaber Elokim. Dafka. To emphasize in the context of teaching, it says, Alokim Midas Hadin, to remember that it's all the same Hashem. It's all the same Hashem. So ultimately, in the, in the full sense of the word, we can't have opposite Midos. That's true. We can't have opposite, uh, Trunot, personality traits. But, we have to try. We have to try. Right? Mahu Afata. Rav Salvechik has many articles about copying Hashem. Right, eight times in the Torah, in different ways, it says you have to copy Hashem. Eight different times, the Chavetz Chaim points out. So we have to be it. We have to be like Hashem. So not only, Rav Salvezik said, what Chazal say, Mahu Afata, but in many ways, Mahu, just like Hashem is creative, so too we have to be creative. Just like he says, the Medrash that Hashem created worlds and they fell apart and then He created them again. And what Hashem? What's the message? 
The message is sometimes if we fail, not that Hashem fails, it's just a message for us. If we ever fall, we have to get up and try again and create again. Everything about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Mahu sometimes is very strong and sometimes is very soft. So too we have to try our best. Sometimes if we have to be an Ishmael Chami in certain circumstances, standing up for the Dvar Hashem, and more often we have to be like a Malami Tinokos. And we have to be like someone who, who is a soft and, and inclusive, as is, as is uh, described in, in, the, uh, in the Torah. Okay. So then we have the first Dibros. Anochi Hashem Alokecha, I am Hashem. According to Rov Rishonim, that's a mitzvah saseh. The Bahag famously does not count that as a mitzvah. The Ramban explains that it's a prerequisite for mitzvahs. Emunah isn't just a mitzvah. Emunah is the basis of all other mitzvahs. There's no such thing as a mitzvah without a mitzvah. So believing in a mitzvah is the background for all mitzvahs. That's how the Ramban explains the, the Bahag. But we, many, Rov Rishonim assume, the Ramban, the Ramban, uh, the Chinuch all count Anochi, Hashem Elkecha, the, the Smak, the Smag. And then we have the Isurim of Avodazar, Lo Yelachalahem Acherim, Lo Sasalacha Pesel, Vachulu, Lo Sashachavelahem, etc. There is a thought we mentioned a number of years ago, but uh, I, th- I thought we would do it again because it's about the, the, the nature of the event. I thought it's a defining thought to, to, uh, to bring up again. And it's a Pshat of the Rambam. We know the Gemara tells us at the end of Makos that there are 613 mitzvos. How do you know 613? Torah, Moshe, Torah, Gematria 611. We heard from Moshe. Two, we heard straight from Hashem. The first two Dibros were straight from Hashem. And the other ones, oh no, Moshe, you give him to us. That's the source, 611 plus two. Torah, Tzivalanu Moshe, 611 from Moshe. The first two we got from HaKadosh Baruch. The Ramban asks a question on the Rambam based on that Gemara. The Meshachachma summarizes this. In the second Dibur, the Ramam counts four separate Averos. Four separate Averos. Four different Averos of Avodazara. Lo yielacha lohem acherim aponai, that's one. Lo sasalacha pesel, that's two. Lo sishtachav elohem, three. Lo sabdeim, that's four. Four different Averos in the second Dibur. Meaning for the Rambam, there's ten Dibros, but there aren't ten mitzvos. There's more than ten mitzvos. The second Dibur is four different Averos. That's what the Rambam holds. So the Ramban says, how does he understand that Gemara? The Gemara says it's 611 plus 2. According to the Rambam, right, the second Deber was heard from Hashem. So there's 4 in there. So it should be 5 we heard from Hashem. Right, in 608 we heard from Moshe. Tafresh Ches. Right, so what's the of the Rambam? If we heard the first two dibras from HaKadosh Baruch what does it mean? How can he count four separate mitzvahs? That's the question that the Ramban asks. On line six, Ulam HaRamban Heshiv Imkain Shamu Mipiyakvura Chamesh Mitzvos Umipimoshet Tafreshches Right? Kvarbiru Chachamim Shamu Mipiyakvura Torah They heard from Moshe Torah which is Tar Yah 611 Echtai Mipiyakvura Vaharav Kosiv Zekamapamim Yonizkar The Ramah himself quotes this the Rambam quotes that Chazal. He doesn't reject that Gemara in Makos. The Rambam quotes Torah Tzivalanu Moshe. So says the Meshachachma, an amazing understanding of the Rambam, but he says here, this Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvot can be understood by learning the Rambam in the Mar Nevuchim. Because he says, the Meshachachma, 
that you have to connect all the all the svarim of the Rambam. Line seven. Ulam chalila lerabenu chas v'shalom. Chalila lerabenu sheyalim imenu hamamar ashagar befiv. Right? Don't think that the Rambam forgot. He's going to what he writes in Moranavuchim. I gave you the Moranavuchim in source number nine, which is put in the Haaris. But what does he say there? The Meshachachma summarizes. He says the Ramam in the Moranavuchim. B'nei Yisrael did not hear the words Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Asher Otesicha. They didn't hear the words Lo Sishtachem Elohem, Lo Sa'avdeim. They didn't hear those words. They had a divine revelation. They had an experience. That experience proved to them the existence of Hashem. That experience proved to them Anochi Hashem Elokecha and Lo Yelech Elohem Achirim Apanai. Emuna and Avodah Just the idea. No details. Those are the first two Dibros. The details of the Aserah and Dibros, that was given afterwards by Moshe Rabbeinu. But the message, the experience of Maimon Har Sinai, that's the two from Hashem. And all the details are from Moshe Rabbeinu. The Yisrael Hashem they heard the voice of God. Bilvad velo prati advarim upirish anochi velo yim ipi gvuras shamanum. What does it mean? Anochi lechabu heard from Hashem. Hainu mitzad gvuras hamofes. The experience. Kishnei shrashim elu. These two roots. Mitzias Hashem isbarach leyoso echad. Amnam yusku b'mofes. Bein hanoshi. V'chomashi yadiyah b'mofes. Mishpatanavi. Chomashi yadiyah b'shove. They experienced it. It didn't have to be explained to them. It didn't have to be explained to them. And he continues on the next page. If this is how you understand Maimon Sinai, that they didn't hear Hashem say anything. They heard a call, whatever that means. If they didn't hear him say any words, then you understand. That's the two. And then he quotes, And then he you have to put all the Rambams together. You can't learn one. Again, there are some people that focus only on the Mishnah Torah, <laughs> but they're not a Moranavuchim person. Okay, they learn the Halacha, but there are messages from Moranavuchim that for sure can add. Then there are those that learn Moranavuchim and not Mishnah Torah, so they're, they're not learning Halacha. They're not learning Lambdas, they're just learning the philosophy, but one has to obviously try to learn everything uh, there is to learn. I saw uh, yesterday, there's a, there's a Shulchan Aruch Harav. Shulchan Aruch Harav is ex- explains the Shittas Rambam about um, pushing off getting married in order to learn Torah. And the Shulchan Aruch Harav says, yeah, well, it's, you know, we sh- we should, uh, one shouldn't get married until they, they know, they know at least all of Torah Shaval Peh. Torah Peh, just Shas and Poskim and, and um, you know, what there is to know. So, again, we have, uh, we have to try to do what we can. Do what we can. Uh, in the time that we have, but again, that the, uh, all the Rambams we have to, uh, put together. Okay, so we have the Ten Commandments, Losisa, Shabbos, Zachar, Kabinet Savicha, Kibbutz Avaim, remember the Sefer Achinachan, Kibbutz Avaim, Losirzach, Losinaf, and then we have Losachmod at the end. We have Losachmod at the end, 
do not covet. Do not covet. And that's the question already that goes back to the Eben Ezra. How exactly can Hashem command something like that? Isn't it natural? How do I not covet? How do I not want what my friend has? So there, the Eben Ezra himself gives an answer. Right? Rapinkas quotes it. The Eben Ezra gives an answer, which we did years ago. The mushal of the Ishkafri. The mushal of the villager. Right? The villager is in the village, and coming through the village is the queen. The queen of the whole area coming through in her wagon. When the villager sees the queen pass by, would he ever really think in his right mind, maybe I'll win the queen's hand in marriage, the princess? It's like totally not in the realm of reality. It's not reality because she's her and I'm me. So the, the Ebenezer says, So that's what we have to know. We have to know that it's not mine. Right? It's not mine. Just like he said, the, it says elsewhere. I don't know if the, the Ebenezer says it or it's, it's added on. No, no human being ever wakes up and says, you know, oh, it's another day I didn't wake up with wings. I wish I had wings to be like a bird. We, we don't, that's not a norm. We don't wish that. Because, you know, if we were supposed to have wings, we would have wings. And we know a bird is a bird and a person is a person. It's not the reality. We have to recognize that it's, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows, it's Mufka. We say every morning, say every morning, that various Birchaz HaShachar, and one of them is Sha'asali Kol Tzarki. And the post, the Gemara says, that's brought down, that when we say Sha'asali Kol Tzarki, Hashem does all my needs, it's when we put on our shoes. When we put on our shoes. So why Dafka? When we put on our shoes, that's your Asali called Sarki. So we've quoted a beautiful thought from the Marshal. The Bar Yosef talks about it in Shmos. But uh, there's another thought. Let's say you go to the shoe store to buy shoes, and the shoe store, the shoe store owner says, What's your size? And I say, eleven. He says, Eleven? I'm not giving you anything less than a thirteen. I'm, it's not right. You, for you. You're such a you're so, you're a rabbi. You're a you you do so do so much. I'm I'm nothing less than a thirteen. I'm like no no no. Eleven's my size. And no, what do you? I'm giving you a thirteen. Don't ask me anything. This is what I'm giving you. It's a joke. You have a shoe size that fits you. A shoe size if it fits you, it doesn't fit you. Shasali called Sarki shoes because Hashem gives me what I need. My life fits me like my shoe fits me. And I'm looking at somebody else's life. That's the wrong shoe size. That's the wrong shoe size. In whatever package it, it works, there's a, there's a package. Right, we've quoted Pastor Rabbi Galinsky. Quoted this, I think, a number of years ago. He says, he says why does it say, just adding to this thought, right? it says you shouldn't be homemade, desire your friend's house. And then it gives a whole list. Don't desire his wife, his evet, his ox, his donkey, anything. So he, he says, why doesn't it just say, don't covet anything? Why does that have, have all the details? Just say, don't covet kol ha'shel ha'reyecha. So if Galinsky said, because sometimes we'll focus on one thing about my friend and say, I wish, I wish, you know, look at, look at his house, look at his kids, right? Look at his um, job, whatever it is. <coughs> 
We focus on one thing. Oh, I wish. You know what the Torah is telling us? You have to look at everything in his life. You have to look at everything in his life. It's a package. His shoe size is his entire life. You want his shoe? You want his shoe? If you take A, B, you got to take C and D also. You have to take his health, his state of health. You have to take his family situation. You have to take everything. So then, then it's not so simple. But that's all flows from the Eben Ezra. We have to remember. <laughs> we have to remember what fits us. What's our size? But then you have another idea. Rapinkus puts these together. That's why I just gave it to you through Rapinkus without giving you the original sources. The Beis Halevi. Beis Halevi says, when somebody is besakana, when somebody's in danger, they're not thinking about the other guy's car. When something's on the line, when there's a danger, bishazu ain't lo shum taivas for itsonos mi go to He's not thinking about anything else. So the Beis HaLevi says in classic brisker form, the second that Hashem says it's usher to, to desire, so it's dangerous to do something wrong against Hashem. So that itself should make us not desire. It's like walking in, near a cliff once Hashem ushered it. We go to There's an Isser. Once there's an Isser, then we have to mold ourselves to the Isser. Obviously, it's a halachic man, as, uh, as it's called. Sir Rev Pincus just puts these two together. He says maybe these are two avenues of trying to fulfill Losachmod. One is based on Madregas Avoda Me'ava. Hashem, I love you so much, and I know you gave me exactly what I'm supposed to have. You gave me what I'm supposed to have. Parents were given specific children, and uh, children were given specific parents. And spouses were given each other. And some people find their spouses quickly. And some people take the, take more time to find their spouses. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has it all. It's all, it's all my shoe size. It's all my shoe size. But all it's because we trust in Hashem and we love Him. But then you have the Eben, they have the Beis HaLevi, which is the opposite. Like, Hashem says it's Aser. It's Aser. It says maybe it's Av and Yira. Maybe those are the two ways that we can look at these approaches to Losach. Okay, one final thought from Rib Zevin. The Chal Ha'am at Har Sinai, as we get towards the end of the parsha, everybody saw the sounds. Rashi, Melamech, Loi Echamem Suma, right, nobody was blind, they saw it all, but Rashi also quotes, Rowanus Hanishma, She'iyaf Shaliras B'makom Acher. They saw what was heard, what usually is impossible. Usually we hear what's heard and see what's seen. But here we saw what's heard. The two senses of sight and hearing each have something that the other one doesn't have. We know seeing is clarity. Seeing is clarity more than any other sense. If I smell something, I, I, I might not know what I smell. If I hear something, I might not know what I hear. If I see something, that's usually the most clear. Hearing, I don't always know what I'm hearing. Ubi Gemara, right, what does the Gemara say? Lenin edus, lote shmiya gedola miriya, the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. Seeing it is, <laughs> they should have to testify about it. They saw it. But, seeing it has to be pretty, pretty close to see. You could hear something from farther away than what you could see. 
Somebody could call me from far away and I can't see them yet. Somebody could call me from the other side of the room, on the other side of the door. I can't see them, but I can hear them. Right, I could hear something done far away. I guess nowadays, he wrote this before video calls. Uh, but says Rav Zevin, we see things in this world. That's clarity. But spiritual pursuits are usually shmia. Could we see Hashem? We can't see Hashem. Right? Could we see spirituality and ruchnius and uh, fulfillment? It's much harder. A lot of spirituality is shma. Shma Yisrael. But Maimon Harsinai, how does it describe it in, in Dvarim? Ata Haresa Ladas. Ki Hashem Then we saw, we saw what was usually heard. Usually we hear Hashem. But at Maimon Harsinai we were able to see with clarity. And that's what it, we're promised that's going to be in the future also. Ki Nemar, Ki Ayin Ba'ayin Yiru. It'll be clear. We saw it all. It was clear. That, that was not Sevenishma. It was clear to us. They saw what was normally heard. Because it wasn't far away. It was close. Hashem came down. They were roe es hanishma and they shomen es hanire, etc. So we saw it once at Maimar Arsinai, and it's going to happen again by the Shem Bishas. Mashiach, Yehiratzon, that very soon, Kibayin, Biayin, Yiru, were Zochet to the Geula when everything could have clarity. And we could feel it and not just feel it and hear it, but we could actually see it. Okay, we'll stop here.